Greetings, everyone. This is the Sound Health Options Show with Richard Talk to Me Guy. And Sherry has her work belt on and is over there hammering away at the Sound Health portal, which every time I go there and watch her do a demo is always surprising. There's some new feature that's like, wow, I didn't even know you could do that in terms of data analysis and being able to look at the information. For those that haven't been to the Sound Health Portal, it's soundhealthportal.com. And if you look under, I think it's campaigns, there are several, always several options running uh, for you to do a free vocal analysis. And so you can do it from your computer, which I love that you don't have to haul around a separate machine now. You can just do it right from your computer. And you can uh, pick a campaign. I know that she had had uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, which shows all sorts of interesting information. Uh, neuroplasticity, which shows the status of your mind in terms of its all how everything's firing and what's going on and what might be in or out of balance. Too much, too little. And you can do a voice recording right from your uh, a 30-second recording. I think there were recordings for that are a little longer, 45 seconds. And submit them through the Sound Health portal and choose a campaign. You just have to sign up for a free account. And you'll get a report in, I find, usually about half a day, sometimes 10 to 12 hours. They'll email you a report filled with more information than you. At some point, uh, I even feel like, what am I going to do with this? Uh, but really, the Sound Health Portal is great. And also on the soundhealthportal.com, you can use the free nano voice. You can now use the nano voice online, which I use a lot to check out supplements. I'll do a pre a vocal analysis, look at the chart, and then I'll take the supplement and wait about a half an hour and then redo a vocal print, uh, meaning just a voice recording and submit it, and look at the chart and see if there are shifts or spikes or dips or drops or you know just how the supplement is affecting me. And I find it a really good way to test supplements as, I, as they come and go. So that's the soundhealthportal.com. This is when I tell you uh, this is another, it, it seems it's every week. It is really true. It's every week. This is uh, going to be a show that you're going to want to tell your friends about. Uh, if you know anybody who is wrangling with the world of type 2 diabetes, this show can be life-changing. I don't know how else to say it. I, I've read a lot of Cheryl Farley's information Seeing the results of her, you know, her work, um, and it's really quite amazing that you, in, in ten days, you can bring people back from being type two diabetics. Really, wow. So with that, oh, sorry. Um, so go to uh, about ten to fifteen minutes after I end the show. You can go to Sound Health options.com, click on the radio tab, and then click on Sound Health Radio, and the replay link will be there with all the show notes and the links to Cheryl's information, and or you can go to uh, any of the podcast aggregators, and that means iTunes or Pocket Cast or Dog Catcher or uh, now Google Podcasts has become quite good, quite robust, uh, and it's free, and I'm pretty sure it's cross-platform meaning Android or iOS. You can also do it on your computer. 
And you can go there and search for Sherry Edwards and or the hashtag talk to me guy and find any of the over 700 shows we've done. And Cheryl's will be at the top. And it's as I say, it's one of those shows that you're going to want to, you know, if you know anybody who's wrestling and struggling with type 2 diabetes, this is a show they're going to want to know, know about, that's for sure. Cheryl Farley has spent the last 18 years teaching, sharing, and motivating people to change the bad eating and poor health habits that led to their illness and dependence upon prescription medications to manage their type 2 diabetes. Cheryl realized that this information is so powerful and that this is such an important and relevant message, especially today where there's an epidemic of diabetes and obesity, she feels a moral obligation to get this information out to people. So, Cheryl Farley Wellness and its mission to stop diabetes was formed. From her popular 10-day meal plan ebook to the CFW YouTube channel to how-to seminars and even a television cooking show, Cheryl's knowledge, passion, and commitment to stopping diabetes is available in many forms for people in need. Cheryl joins us to talk about the diabetic's path to, re- to health recovery. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you so much, Richard. It is a pleasure and it is a privilege and uh, an honor to be a part of your program. Thank you so very much for inviting me to be your guest today. Thank you. And I'm going to kind of back into this, but we'll get there. I promise. (laughs) Okay. How was, how was, was Jack LaLanne, well, I know Jack Lane was an influence in your lifelong passion for health and fitness. How how yeah. was Jack Lane such an influence? And then I have to ask the side question for people who have no idea who that is. Let's also tell people <laughs> who Jack Lane was. Lane is, I know yeah. who he is. Oh yes. Well, Jack Lane, of course, was the father of fitness um, back in the fifties and sixties. He was the one that uh, was really the first, besides maybe Paul Bragg, um, health evangelist. Only Jack LaLanne not only talked about the importance of what we were taking into our bodies, but obviously the exercise or fitness component. And so how Jack LaLanne was a part of my life all goes back to my dad. My um, dad ran his health clubs in the late 60s, 70s, and early 80s in California. So at the age of 11, we were living in Orange County, and I, anytime my dad would open up a new Jack Lane's European Health Spa, uh, Jack Lane would make a cameo appearance. So I have a picture. I don't know if I sent you that photograph or not. I'll have to share it with you if I hadn't. But I have a picture of myself and my brothers with Jack Lane at one of the gyms in Los Angeles with his white German shepherd, Happy. He had two dogs. <laughs> but I just remember as a young girl that he made a very indelible impression upon my mind. I mean, he just radiated health. He was happy. He was just a powerhouse. He was not a tall man, that I do remember. He was smaller <laughs> in stature, but obviously he was 
jacked or ripped or buff, whatever you want to call it. And he just, oh, he was so passionate about health. And I, I can remember him jumping up on a workout bench and he was like preaching to the people that were there talking about, you know, not eating potato chips and hot dogs and drinking sodas and stuff like that. But as a young girl, it just made quite an impression upon my mind. And I, of course, obviously, because my dad ran his gyms, I spent a lot of time in and around health clubs and then started myself at the age of 18 working in uh, gyms and in the fitness industry. And I'm still teaching. I'm, I'm a fitness instructor and uh, I'll be 60 on my next birthday. <laughs> but my whole life I've been teaching exercise and health and so, yeah, J- Jack Lane um, just was a wonderful person and uh, did some pretty amazing feats, too, which I'm sure you're aware of. Um, every time his birthday would roll around, he would come up with an idea to do some really um, incredible physical challenge. Like, I think on his 70th birthday, he took – he was handcuffed his feet and hands – but he pulled a flotilla of boats, like I guess rowboats or some type of boat, but there were people, and there were 70 boats tied together, and he pulled them across the San Francisco Bay or something. So it's like that. those were the kinds of things that Jack LaLanne did, and obviously he lived what he taught, and um, and he lived to the ripe old age, I believe, of 94 so. He was a legacy. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing in my head because I'd forgotten that they were called the European Health Spas. And yes. I mean, it was really, he was, he was like the original Ever Ready Bunny. I mean, he just yeah. never, ever, ever, I, I saw him a couple times in person, and I forget the why, but I did. I think in his older yeah. years when I was doing Whole Life Expos and those kinds of events and shows, He'd appear, yeah. and I mean, even until, like you say, he was just stunningly vital. Yeah. I mean, he was just vibrant, and yes, he was jacked, as they like to say in the yeah. gym world. He was gym jacked. World. He was seriously yeah. jacked, and he wasn't kidding about it. He would drop and do no. like fifty push-ups. He would oh, you know, yeah. do anything. He was, he was a, an amazing spokesperson, and it was so long mm-hmm. ago. Oh yeah, uh, and I mean that in a positive sense. That he was, no, he was way ahead of everybody that's doing anything about health now. In that, as you said, he really did live his life. He wasn't like going backstage and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> or, oh no, you know, my he dad. Really was, he could tell you, yeah, yeah. He, he lived what he taught. It was his life, and um, so yeah, you know, it, it did. It's funny because I, I think. I remember that. And so I do believe that, you know, he, there were seeds planted in me then that just continued as I, you know, throughout my life, um, bear fruit (laughs) from all that. And (laughs) anytime I do classes, oh, I do show and tell. I have the picture (laughs) and I'm very proud to show it. Oh yeah. Of, of my brothers and I with Jack Lane and his dog and, uh, and then my dad, um, he was one of his top um, 
producers. I mean, he, my dad was a dynamo too um, back in the day, but I have a picture of my dad with Jacqueline and that's a treasure to me too. So I feel very blessed that yeah. I had that experience. Yeah. He was amazing. It almost seems like um, receiving darsham, as they say, in East, the Eastern religious practices where you're, yeah. the, the guru blesses you. And it almost seems mm-hmm. like being touched by Jacqueline would give you the like, wow, I've got darsham from Jacqueline. <laughs> and I even recall that, and I even recall his big white dog. Um, yeah, there were two. Happy was the other. I don't remember the other one's name, but yeah, my dad had some stories. I'll tell you. Plus, I bet. you know, this is another little a side light. This has nothing, but just just I'll tell you a funny story if if I'm allowed to tell tell a funny Please. story because this was very funny. So one of the things they would do every time they'd have a grand opening is they'd have celebrities come in. And to draw, you know, the public in. And so on this one occasion, they had Jonathan Winters and Jay Silverheel. He was Tonto, you know, remember on the Mm -hmm. little ring? Well, my brothers and I went, you know, (laughs) my brothers and I went and we were little, you know, I was, again, I 11. But my youngest brother crawled up. And that's why this is just so funny. He crawled up and he was sitting in Jonathan Winters' lap. And Jonathan Winter said, little boy, do you know who I am? And my brother, Bo, looked up at him and he said, sure I do. You're Jackie Gleason. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Jonathan Winters was going to lose it. It was hysterical. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That was so funny. Yeah. Wow. So those, those were some pretty cool experiences. Um, yeah. Very, that's a lot a, of good a, memories. That's an amazing whole other show talking about the idea of Jack LaLanne and Jonathan Winters on the same stage blows my mind. But that's really I a know, whole I separate know. story. Cause that's I like, know, I what? know. I know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. What, what is the mission of the Cheryl Farley Wellness Center? I guess I'll call it. Well, it's it's a program. Okay, so what you saw was the digital online program. So I'll just share a little bit of the history about this. So most of my life I had worked, as I said, I've been teaching exercise and very health conscious. But in the mid-late 80s, getting close to 1990, my husband and I made a decision. We, we really changed our diet. And we decided to, um, we had done some research. And so we decided to switch to a more of a, what is very, very popular now. It wasn't so much back then but more of a a plant-based diet. And so, and not that we weren't in poor health, but, you know, we really felt like we wanted optimal health. And so we we did this. And it wasn't all at once. We sort of had done it gradually. But we um, also at the same time had the opportunity to go and to become educators or facilitators for doing classes and helping to teach other people, you know, that if they wanted to eat more of a whole food uh, plant-based diet, they could do so. Well, 
we did that for a while. We were living actually in Maryland at the time. That's our home state. We did live in California for, I lived in California for 16 years, but we're originally from Maryland. So in 1998, we were invited to a wellness center here in the beautiful state of Maine where we reside. And um, we were just visiting there. We were invited by the doctor we had met at a seminar. And it was an inpatient lifestyle center where people would come and they could have anything from cancer to diabetes, heart disease, you know, autoimmune illness, um, depression. And they, they would come and it was like a, a, a retreat, I guess you could say. But they, it was like a bed and breakfast. So they would stay as, as inpatients. The doctor, you know, obviously was taking care of them. And, um, but we ended up being invited to come and work there. So my husband and I, we just thought that was the most awesome thing because my husband had for many years worked in respiratory therapy. He'd worked at Stanford University for eight years, Johns Hopkins University for 10 years. But we really, both he and I, this whole thing of health and wellness and holistic health just really resonated with us. And the more that we, not only did we apply it or practice it in our our lives personally and we felt better, but as we began to work with people and see the results or the positive results in people's lives who were sick, that just motivated us or, or affirmed what we were doing and that when this opportunity came to come and work at this wellness center in Maine, we jumped on it. So we moved up here, and we worked there for a couple of years. I did all of the cooking. I mean, there were other staff there too, but um, it was just an awesome experience. Um, we met people from all over the world, and um, indeed, people would come, and I'll give you one story, just one person, but this man who had... Um, heart disease he had was scheduled for a four-way bypass but he heard Mm -hmm. about this approach to reversing his heart disease instead of going under the knife he decided to change his health with his fork (laughs) and so Mm -hmm. so radical what he ate so right exactly so he his his cardiologist was just flipping out but he said no i really want to try this so his wife came we did a cooking class, and we spent time, you know, educating her. But he came as a patient. I remember he had a nitro patch on. He could mm. barely walk an eighth of a mile his first day there. And uh, so we, what, what we did was we counted telephone poles. So I said to him, okay, Leroy, today we're just going to walk two telephone poles. <laughs> and so each day we were able to add another couple telephone poles so long story short after two weeks of eating a very healthy you know plant diet and walking and exercise and drinking lots of water and being in a really positive spiritual atmosphere his heart disease after two weeks the anjana that he had was gone and he went from walking an eighth of a mile in two weeks to walking five miles 
with no chest pain. Then he went home and he continued to apply what he learned. And within six months, he had completely reversed his heart disease. So you think about that. I mean, that is radical, but yet it's, it's just beautiful and it's simple. So while we were there working at that wellness center, we were invited by another wellness center that was in Northern California, similar to this type of a wellness center that did these three-day reversing diabetes and losing weight naturally seminars. And they would host these seminars each year in different states all around the country. So I was invited to do the cooking classes. So I was the nutritionist. They would have a panel of doctors, so they would advertise, and people would come to these a venue, like a, a, a conference center or a resort. They would stay there, and for three days, they ate the food. We walked with them. They drank lots of water. Again, they were immersed in a real positive, uplifting, spiritual environment, and they would see their blood sugar, Richard, overnight start to drop. And by the third or the second day, they were already having to adjust their medications because their blood sugar was dropping so much that they didn't need as much medication, you know. So by the third day, they were seeing tremendous improvements, and they were so excited, and they realized they felt empowered that they could go home and they could apply what they learned in the three days, and they could change the trajectory of their health. They could take back their health and get off, as I call it, the conveyor belt of treat and manage, because really that's the model of healthcare, sadly, in this country, is that most chronic degenerative illness that we have is really the result of our lifestyle. And when I say that, I mean what we're eating and then being sedentary. So, again, the medical, the model of healthcare that we have, most doctors, what they're taught in medical school, they're not taught nutrition. They're taught, you know, prescriptions, you know, what drug treats what illness. So what we learned firsthand (laughs) after years of working with people is that your food is your medicine as Hippocrates said the father of health let food be your medicine and medicine be your food and it's so true so we witnessed hundreds and hundreds of people over the years who were sick and dependent on medications to manage or control their diabetes, their cholesterol, their high blood pressure, and consequently, all, that's all they were doing was trying to manage or control. They didn't know, they didn't understand that there was a different way. There was another path that they could take that would lead them out of that, you know, that, that get off that conveyor belt of just treat and manage. Because quite honestly, Richard, most people that are on that, you know, path, 
they never, it's a slippery slope. They really end up just getting sicker, putting on more weight. And, and it's not, it's not a, a happy, healthy life. You know, they're not living life. They're not living the abundant life. They're not experiencing life the way, you know, it should be lived. And um, so that's where out of that three-day seminar um, came the vision for the Cheryl Farley Wellness Program. Because after doing that for nine years, I was a volunteer for this organization, and I would fly to different states. And the couple that ran these seminars retired. And when they retired, I remember my last seminar that I did with them was in upstate New York, near Lake George. And uh, I remember I cried. I literally, I cried coming home because I just thought, wow, there's still so many people that don't know this. They don't know this. And uh, so when I came back to Maine, I had this idea then to do a cooking show. And so that was where I thought, well, if we used media, media would be a great platform because we can reach a broader audience of people um, that way. And it was, it was good. We did it for several years. But then I, I met a, a friend, a lady who became a friend, and, and she suggested, you know, Cheryl, I've seen you do these classes with Dr. Howe and your husband, she said, I think you should create a program that could be something that people could do at home. And I said, you know, that's a great idea because most people can't afford to go to these, you know, lifestyle centers or wellness centers. They're very expensive and unfortunately insurance doesn't cover that type of treatment. <laughs> they'll they'll spend thousands of dollars, you know, for the for the prescriptions or surgeries or, you know, but for just eating the foods that's going to help heal your body, insurance won't pay for that. The other thing is the seminars that I participated in. I think back then and that would have been I think the last one that they did was in 2003-2004. I think they charged 5 or 600 dollars for the 3-day seminars. But still there's many people that couldn't afford that. So when we created this 10-day program, basically what we did was we said, "Okay, let's take every element or all of the tools that we teach and put it into a package." or a format that anybody who was diabetic or wanted to lose weight could follow. And so basically that was how it came about. <laughs> and I have two things I want to interject, and then I have a follow-up question to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Having been around diabetics um, and also uh, I'm an herbalist by foundation, Um, And I had a national mail order catalog in a retail herb store. And so Mm -hmm. 
I've dealt with a lot of different kinds of conditions with people, and blood sugar is gnarly in terms mm-hmm. of how it affects your mood, how it affects your sense of well-being, how it, mm-hmm. it's, it's so critical to how everything in your system works. I mean, the whole body is a miracle that I'm, I'm amazed that I get up every day because <laughs> it's, it's just the like truth. there's so many things that have to happen just to have that, let alone all yeah. the hormones and everything. So working with people who have blood sugar issues is just, it's really tough. So the, mm-hmm. that you can turn people around, or as you said, the story of the gentleman with the ready for, you know, four-way bypass or reconstruction, yeah. or nowadays they just put in a new heart, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just, it's really such a foundational thing. And then you have the other, the other effect I'm trying to find polite words I can say this. I have bad words I want to use. Um, the gnarly, <laughs> the gnarly cascade effect of other effects of medications. And I say it that way because mm-hmm. it was actually Andrew Weil who mm-hmm. I heard him lecture. And he said, there are no side effects with medications. They're all effects. Yes. Yes. Stop using That's the term true. side effects. It's not a side effect mm-hmm. that you have poopy, loose mm-hmm. stool and blah, blah, blah. That's an effect. Right. So stop yes. that. So when you yes. get people, and particularly I'm in my mid-60s, when you go to the doctors or in the times that I've gone to the doctors, they're always like, well, and how many medications you're on? And like, none. And they they look That's at you right. like, how, What? How's that possible? Have you seen sloppy That's doctors? Right. You're not on any medications? No, I'm not on the medications. Get away from me. <laughs> um, I mean, I've had, you know, health challenges and, and, you know, things, but I mean, I'm just not on any medications. I'd rather tr- do it other ways. So I think that's, that's awesome. another miraculous thing for people is I, I, I have, I'm around some people who are diabetic and who are still shooting up mm-hmm. and it it would be so amazing if they didn't have to do that, mm-hmm. let alone the kind of effects that the insulin has on the body on a long-term effect. I mean, it's messing with a system that's designed to sort of be in its own homeostatic state, not injected with drugs to counterbalance that. So that you can mm-hmm. have this 10-day plan where people come out the other side and they start feeling better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the reason that I'm spending so much time talking about all this other stuff is because really your plan takes about eight minutes to talk about. I mean, that's the shocking yeah. part to me when I went on your website and I looked at the wellness mm-hmm. plan. It amazes me that you would do three day seminars because like, what do you talk about for the other two days? I mean, because it really is very straightforward. There is no secret mm-hmm. sauce. There is no magic juice. No. There is no like no. anything. It's like get up off your butt, go walk twice a day, That's eat right. clean That's food, right. and, yeah. you know, go outside in nature. I know it's a shocking That's concept. Right. You know, it's just a yeah. shocking concept. Yeah. And actually, I, I yeah. want to, I'm going to run a short commercial for our sponsor, but I have a follow-up question to that. Just one second. Mm-hmm. SoundHealthPortal.com. The body's vocal indicators move with every frequency set that goes from your brain to any part of your body. We have a Dr. Russ Rudy who came to us on a scooter. He had multiple sclerosis. Frequencies of his nerves were dead from the waist down. 
I'm speaking as a physician and a patient. Uh, I went down the medical road first. I didn't get to any answers that were acceptable to me. You know, when they hear something like, I'm going to listen to you speak and I'm going to analyze and I'm going to play tones for you and make you better, it just sounds so foreign to what we're expecting. And it took us from November of one year to May of the next, and it regrew the nerves from his waist down. So now we can believe it because it was science. I, I've seen it work in so many cases. Oh, I'm proof of it. I mean, nobody, nobody five or six years ago would expect me to be doing what I am today. Join us at soundhealthportal.com. So things that are out there that we don't have very good treatment for, why shouldn't they be allowed to try something different? So my follow-up question or sort of sidestepping question is, I always had a feeling that my grandparents, my I had a grandmother that lived to be 106 and swept mm-hmm. snow off of her front stoop up until her mid-90s. Mm-hmm. And I always had a feeling that, well, not a feeling, an observation, that they actually had healthier lifestyles. Like neither of my grandparents were diabetic. I don't think they had the opportunity to have diabetic. They grew a lot of their own food. Um, they had active lifestyles, particularly she, um, you know, did all of her own cooking and all of it. Like I say, they grow food. So you have to go out in the field, you know, go out and manage your farm, your farm. They had a small farm, mm-hmm. but mostly grew their own food. And so they were physically active just as part of their life. It wasn't like I, you know, we have that trend now. Well, we have the Jack LaLanne trend. We have the European health yeah. laws. He started it. <laughs> uh, not really, but I mean, he was one of the founders of that. Like you have to go to the gym yeah. and you have to work right. out. You have to pump iron. You have to do the thing. And I was a mm-hmm. gym rat for 20 years. I love working mm-hmm. out. Um, and so it was part of their life that they had this. And now we have this lifestyle where people sit in front of a computer eight to 10 hours a day. And I'm one of those people. I happen to have a standing workstation because they don't want to sit. I like to stand because mm-hmm. I just think it's better for the body. And mm-hmm. so I think part of our, part of, I think what is elevated this diabetic revolution or devolution in a certain way is that <laughs> we have all this technology making, you know, food in a bag that we can smash into our face or, you know, anything out of a box. Mm-hmm. It's just a tricky mm-hmm. thing. I'm, I didn't mean to get into a mini rant, but it sort of just happened. Mm. So do you think that's yeah. true that our, my, our, my grandparents, our grandparents, mine, are, mine were, because I'm in my mid-60s, a little longer ago, but they just seemed like they were healthier, you know, sturdier people based on part of that, just their lifestyle. And they didn't really have the opportunity to go to the grocery store and buy cereal. Well, I mean, they kind of did, but not really. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree with you, Richard. I do believe that um, with the advent of (laughs) fast foods and processed foods and even, and I'm going to, I'm going to go a little deeper here. Okay. Um, Because I, I think that, I mean, I think that there are different things. I think that our bodies have been bombarded with a lot of things that have disrupted our gut health, for example. Um, mm. Now when we, teach, when we teach seminars or we teach classes or I'm coaching people, I encourage them to use organic. 
non-GMO. Mm-hmm. Um, because when they started using glyphosate and they started with the genetically modified foods, I personally, that, that disrupted our gut health. And we know that everything, our health, our immune system, our mental health, everything is in our gut. And if our guts are, are messed up, then it's going to impact us. In other ways, so I think that the foods, yes, um, I really, I mean personally, I mean we don't, I, I, unless I'm out somewhere, I mean you, I don't ever, uh, you know, want to offend, you know, if people serve something, you know, and I don't think I don't know if it's organic or not. I mean I, I'll eat it, but when we shop or we buy, I'm a stickler for buying um, the non-GMO organic. Um, foods and um yeah i i think that that's important because our food has changed and i'll i'll share a little side note with you well also let me just finish that thought too before i move on to that but yes we have also at the same time that we have you know the 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 food changing in our country and we don't have the local farmers anymore. It's mass production. There's pesticides, herbicides, and then the GMOs. Then we have technology, which has now taken, and people are just stuck in their houses. Children are stuck inside, and people have become very sedentary, and we're not out, as you said, we're not in nature. We're not getting exercise. We're not, our hands aren't in the soil you know, there's microbes in the soil. That's why it's good to go and plant garden, you know, or work outside. Because that, the sunlight, we need sunlight for vitamin D. We need fresh air. You know, we need all those things. And our, we are, our whole society has changed. And so I think we are suffering the consequences of all of this. And I really feel like we need to go back to Mayberry RFD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we'd have to do a show just to explain that. I'm bookmarking that for I that know, in the conversation I, about I'm Jonathan Litters and Jack LaLanne. I, I agree completely. I know. Yeah. I, I just think that our I don't think we're any better. I think that we are, are suffering in so many ways and on so many levels. And one thing I want to share with you, too, you know, so two years ago, my husband and I were invited to the Caribbean to do a diabetes, reversing diabetes and losing weight naturally seminars on two different islands. Well, the first island we went to was Dominica, which was actually the first island that was struck by that Category 5 Hurricane Maria, the one that mm. devastated Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Now, almost two years ago, it hit Dominica first. And when we were on Dominica, the first island, it was very third world. I mean, very. that was our first experience, you know, traveling outside of the country like that. But I have to tell you that it was heartbreaking. Um, the diabetes down there was so bad. And uh, the second island we went to was Barbados. But I think they had the highest rate of amputation there from uh, complications from diabetes below the knee amputations. So we saw very quickly when we went into the grocery stores, they had all of the American junk foods. 
mm-hmm. when we there was there now on Dominica we were driving in, around and we see this long like there was cars lined up like for blocks and I remember asking um, our host what where what is that or where are they going to? And then we see it was a Kentucky fried chicken and everybody was going to the KFC. So, you know, it just, they, they, they are just, they have the American diet. And, and by the way, you know, when we ask people, when we're teaching people, what causes diabetes? Typically what you will hear from most people is they'll say sugar or they'll say carbohydrates. Well, that's not true. Not that sugar we know has its own, you know, is not great. Refined sugar isn't really good for us. But the culprit, what causes insulin resistance is fat, F-A-T. Fat is what causes insulin resistance. And you've been in the website. If you go into the diabetes solutions books, Richard, and you read Dr. Howe, very, very simply explains what the fat does and how it makes our blood sticky. And so without getting into an explanation of that right now, I just want to share that or finish the point that so we see that the American diet has made its way down in the Caribbean. Now we've been invited to Bangalore, India. So we're supposed to what? go to Bangalore this year. Yes. Wow. 50% of the diabetes or diabetics in the world's population are in India. Wow. Bangalore is the Silicon Valley of, of um, India. All of the big tech companies are there in, in Bangalore. You have Hewlett Packard, Microsoft, Apple. There, All these big tech companies are over there. So now guess what? They have all of the Pizza Huts, the McDonald's, the Burger King, the KFCs. So they've got all of the American fast food restaurants and they're sitting in these call centers and they're working long hours. So they they now are experiencing the, the same chronic degenerative illnesses that we have here in America, they're experiencing now all around the globe. So we, we call it the standard American diet, the sad diet. And so they're <laughs> eating the sad diet that's causing oh. the same problems that we have here that are epidemic in our country. And we know Every, and again, I hope I'm not going to get in trouble for saying this, but it's like when you think about commercials, so just about every commercial is advertising, you know, prescription medication. So our point is, well, if drugs were the answer, why is diabetes still epidemic? You know, um, because it's not. It's not the solution. The solution to fixing insulin resistance and helping people to lose weight is for them to eat food, eat what we call the first-hand diet, and they'll get everything they need if they eat fruits, grains, vegetables, beans, legumes, nuts, and seeds, and um, 
We tell people too, eat until you're full. I mean, most people, when they are diagnosed with diabetes and they're put on medications, they're sent to a diabetes educator, and typically what they're taught is, well, you have to eat multiple small meals throughout the day, and you have to do carbohydrate exchanges. So we tell them, look, we want you to eat three meals a day, and this was actually something Jack Lane taught, and so it's called breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. And when you think about it, and we do a little visual, we'll draw, draw a circle, like the biggest circle is breakfast, then a smaller, then the, the, the pauper is the dinner. But then we flip it around. Well, in America, we eat breakfast as a pauper. If we eat breakfast at all, it's a cup of coffee and a donut, you know, as you're headed out the door. And so that just sets people up for problems. You know, they're going to start snacking and eating, you know, before lunch rolls around and they're hitting the snack box at work. And or then by the time they get home, they're so famished, they eat a huge dinner. And that's the time when our metabolism, as you know, is slowing down. Our body operates on a circadian rhythm and so the way our bodies are designed and they're designed to self-heal if we put the proper fuel into them we eat on a schedule and we eat that biggest meal in the morning and that's why it's called breakfast because we're breaking a fast so if we eat a really big breakfast with a lot of grains and fruits and nuts and things like that. And then we teach them, don't eat anything in between for five hours. Don't let a morsel of food pass your lips. Drink lots of water in between. And the other thing we teach people is that as soon as you're done eating, you mentioned this earlier, but the walk. So we encourage people right away to do a digestive walk. Even if they just walk for 10 minutes, that will do wonders for them in terms of helping to bring their blood sugar down and even with weight loss. So they eat that big breakfast, then they don't eat anything for five hours. And if they eat a really big breakfast, they won't be hungry. They won't want a snack because they're going to be full of fiber because it's fiber-rich, nutrient-dense food. Then they eat their lunch, and they have a nice lunch, whatever. It could be a hearty soup, or it could be something they made at home um, the night before. On the weekends, what we do is when we do classes, we teach people meal prep. So we give them ideas and practical suggestions about things that they can make even on the weekend, so if they do work and they need to take stuff with them, it'll be ready to go. So they can do crock pot stuff, or the instant pot, of course, is all the rage right now. But they can take casseroles, they can take salads, you know, things like that, wraps. But we encourage the use of dark breads or whole grain, multi-grain breads. 
So we're not discouraging the use of complex carbohydrates. Simple carbohydrates, yes. The refined flours and things, the pastries, the bad stuff. But complex carbs, our body needs that. That is the energy that our brain needs. So we tell them to eat a good-sized lunch. Again, eat nothing for five hours. And then when they get home, have that last meal and then don't eat anything after that last meal. So then if they don't eat, let's say, from between 6 and 7 o'clock on all night till the next morning when they get up, then they've fasted. They've fasted. And they're it, just doing those simple things and eating the right fuel, the right food, which is fuel for your body, it's amazing. Their blood sugar just drops like an elevator. <laughs> and they, they have clarity of mind. And the inflammation in their body starts to decrease. The weight starts to fall off. And they just feel remarkable. Well, in another arena, I want to get back to inflammatory markers, but I want to say this also, uh, that is amazing about not just what you said, but also the idea of what you talk about in the 10-day plan. This is an area that nobody ever likes to talk about, and that Mm -hmm. has to do with the bowels and bowel movement. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm not a big poop (laughs) talker. I mean, I could be. I could talk and do a whole show talking about nothing but poop. Oh, oh, sure. However... (laughs) You know, that, that, that is such a positive, I'll call this a side effect, but just be, to be irritating. Yes. Uh, other yes. effect of this is that people are suddenly going to find that their bowels are moving regularly and easily mm-hmm. and that they feel better because that's the, you know, that's the other part of it. Everybody talks about microbiome, 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 which is really critical, mm-hmm. really important. Everything you said, I completely yeah. agree with it. Next weekend, I'm interviewing yeah. Stephanie Seneff to talk about glyphosate. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So <sighs> it's really, a, it, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so you're really giving people the benefit of the conversation nobody ever wants to talk about. Everybody's happy to talk about, you know, the special yogurt from Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm not blaming her. She was a spokesperson. Kind of a bogus uh-huh. yogurt, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. really, you're giving people the foundation of prebiotics because of all the fiber, the kinds of fibers you're giving them and you're giving them their bowels moving regularly and people don't like to talk about it, but they feel better when their bowels move regularly. Absolutely. Because everything is working as it should be. You have a, you Mm -hmm. want to have a happy microbiome in your gut Mm -hmm. and you want your gut to move regularly because if you have constipation or slow bowels, you're going to be more toxic and everything's going to back up in the system. That's right. It's not supposed to work that way Mm -hmm. or doesn't want to. I'll put it that way. It does not want to do it that way. So Richard, I want to ask you a question. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh. If that's okay. No, but going back to the point of your grandparents. So I want you to think about what was life like then? Think about, I mean, my memories of, of being a kid or, you know, how we ate back then. We weren't grazers. Back in the old days, I mean, they would eat a hearty, big breakfast. And you wouldn't say, they wouldn't snack, snack, snack. We have become a nation of grazers. And this is my opinion. But all I can tell you is for doing what we've done for now over 20, 
plus years is that it works. It works. And uh, that's a shocking way to figure anything together. out. I have to interrupt you and say that's a shocking way to figure it out. My God, it works. <laughs> what? What is that? <laughs> I don't see anybody in a lab coat. Well, Dr. Howe is probably in a lab coat, but yeah, there's that Dr. classic Howe. thing, you know, all the, all the things we see with the medication advertisements, people are happy, they're yeah. dancing, they're singing, yeah. they're joy filled, and it's all because they took a drug. That's right. This Versus, very persuasive marketing. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of slightly <laughs> yes. abusive. Like if you're not taking this, there's something wrong with you. Everybody should be taking this. No. Right. <laughs> well, and the other thing, I'm sorry. I just, I get really wound. I get going, but I just, it you drives me, me crazy. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. drives me crazy when I hear these, these taglines like thriving with diabetes. And I'm thinking, thriving? How can you thrive? I'm like thinking, no, you know, I, I just, or, or I'll tell you, going back to the, when I mentioned earlier in, in our interview, the last seminar that I did and how I cried on my way back from New York. I did. I cried. Um, and it was funny. I heard on the radio we were listening to the radio, and this this ad came on. It was like a uh, one of those walk. It says, "Join us on da 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 walk for a cure for diabetes." And I just laughed, and I said, "Walk for a cure? Hello, we walked and we cured diabetes." <laughs> it's like, and that to me is just it is it's very sad, and so that's why I guess I'm just like a crusader because I get. I just want to tell everybody. I want to tell the world. <laughs> I can't help. I can't well, help that, that I get a, really There's a great well. phrase. There's a great phrase. This would make – I'll give this to you for free. That would make a great okay, sure. baseball cap for people to yeah. wear would be the Cheryl Farley wellness uh, on one end on the front and then on the back, digestive walk on the back. Because that's oh. such an underrated idea of that's you know a you great use, idea. I you love use, that. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> certainly, um, you can. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how I mean, in olden times, like my grandparents, yes. and even in my life, that's what you would do. Is yes. after a meal, you'd go take a walk. Yes, yes, yes. You wouldn't eat a, and and as you said, when I would visit my grandparents. Or they'd be the family vacation. Uh, they would eat massive breakfast. Yeah. Massive, just like oh my god, really? Yeah. And it was such a yeah. turnaround because, as you say, I came more from a from a family of running out the door. Both my parents worked, so it was like running out the door. Here's a protein shake, some sort of horrible thing that made me sick. Typically, you know, easy Aww. to pack it. Uh, I forget who it was. Carnation instant breakfast. I, okay, Ooh, don't sue me. Yeah, I I'm just saying those. what it was. I'm just saying what <laughs> oh, it was. Pleasure. I'm not. Well, you couldn't help it. <laughs> no, I didn't know any better. Um, and yeah. it was, you know, it seemed at the time the technology of the time, sort of side by side with Wonder Bread, uh, side by side the oh. technology of food. I don't, I don't like the word <laughs> technology and food in the same sentence because mm. I don't like them together. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you know. To have that as the meal versus these giant meals. Now, they would have, because mm-hmm. they had farms, they would have maybe eggs or bacon 
or, right. you know, whatever it was. But they were all things right. they grew. They were not right. something that they right. went to the store. That egg could not be fresher because it mm-hmm. came right out of the chicken's rear yeah. onto the plate. Right. I mean, it was amazingly yeah. fresh. And they would eat massive yeah. meals and then they'd go work in the field or they'd go to the job or they'd go manage – my grandfather managed a giant warehouse. You know, it was his, mm. but, I mean, he managed it. And so he was on his feet moving all day. Um, right, right. And my grandmother was a nut job <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> but, I mean, she had a beautiful oh. garden. And, I mean, that was their life. It was very active. And as you say, it was completely reversed what we have now where people run out the door and then they grab a double latte, triple bypass mochaccino. Um, right. And a bagel, and that's breakfast. And that's breakfast, yes. Versus the idea Very of actually sad. taking the time to, um, in full disclosure, I was a chef for 20 years. Um, oh, so wow. <laughs> the whole idea of not actually taking time to cook your food and have that as be time when you're actually together mm-hmm. and talking and being, you know, in family or in yeah. community. I don't care. Uh, yeah. It always blows my mind. Uh, you know, these, yeah, that's all another show. I'll start to yeah. rant. I'll just say it amazes <laughs> me that people don't get together and cook because it's quality time. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a lost art and science and, um, Oh, trust me, my kids, our children who are now in their 30s and have their own children, I mean, they grew up eating like this. Yeah. And I have, I do video. Now, I've, I've indoctrinated my grandkids and I do, we do video streams together. We do cooking video streams. So it's a lot of fun. That's, that's great. You know, I, uh, Yeah. <laughs> I I don't cook anymore professionally, but I I like to go to people's houses and cook. And, you know, I mean, basically really being a chef just means that you're not afraid of getting burned or cut. I know it it all looks fancy from the cooking channel, but really that's kind of what it is. And I'm, you know, a third of my life with a knife of my hand, in my hand. Wow. Um, Wow. So it's fun to go to people's houses and cook and do stuff. Yes. Because it always looks, there's always that moment of cacophony where it looks like it's going to fall apart, but then it comes together and it'll be like, oh my God, this is great. Mm-hmm. It's so, and it's nothing. I'm not doing anything swanky or fancy or covering every, everything with sauce. It's just, right. I go to the farmer's market. I buy fresh food. I like to shake the dirty hand that picked my produce. You know, that's, that's my rant about, you know, let's skip mm. the grocery store and go, if you can, find a farmer's market. Uh, yeah, I'm fortunate, absolutely. and I live in California, so there's many of them. But, yeah, you know, yeah. eat real food. I know it seems hard. That's, that's right. what I love about your program. I, I, we're, I'm done. We're close to the end. But, I mean, that's what I really like about your wellness program mm-hmm. is like, eat real food, well, cook real food. Well, and that's what we had in mind when we created it. We wanted to be sure that anybody could go to any big box grocery store and get every single item. And we wanted fast easy recipes that tasted good bottom line see it sounds so shocking it sounds like such a heretic (laughs) it's so it's so what are you talking about i should take a pill for that okay so i'm really sad to say this is the point at which i ask you to say all the information about where people can find out more about your program 
where people can get, you know, further information about you. Absolutely. Well, okay. Yeah, get the free ebook. Well, if you visit uh, www.cherylfarley.com, that's my name, um, it will take you to the website. And uh, the program you can purchase there, too, I believe is $47. Well, I'll tell you what. That'll be the best $47 you've ever spent because you cannot put a price tag on your health. And um, that's probably what people spend, you know, just going to the movies. Um, So um, the other thing is we do have, well, I'll give you my cell phone number. Um, My phone number is 207-462-2091. Um, My husband and I, we do seminars, we do classes, we do workshops. Um, One thing I I do probably will in the future um, would like to jump into doing uh, webinars because obviously we can only be in one place at one time, at any given time. I do video streams uh, sometimes, but, um, but... also, my email address is Cheryl at, that's C-H-E-R-Y-L at Cheryl Farley, F-A-R-L-E-Y dot com. That is our contact Great. information. And thank Wonderful. you so much, Richard. Thank you so much for having me today. That was great. Thank you. I hope I didn't over-enthuse too much. But I just think it's such a, it's such a radical idea. Stop, you know, Get real food, cook it, eat it, walk. Wow. Yes. So yes. radical. Such a radical. Yes. Uh, okay. Jack Lane, <laughs> you're the man. Still, somewhere he's doing push-ups. <laughs> I swear he's doing push-ups. Somewhere. Uh, Wherever he is, no. I bet he's doing push-ups. Um, all right, yeah. everybody. That was great, Cheryl. Thank you so much. And Thank everybody you, have a Thank gr- you for having me. Thank you. Everybody have a great rest Bye-bye. of the weekend, and we'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.